0: Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. So now we have Jack, Carrie, and Mary's glasses all in one wagon. This is the wagon of things that annoy the hell out of us. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm Jenny, her sister, born in 1974. Today we continue our journey into Walnut Grove with Little House on the Prairie, Season 2, Episode 14, A Matter of Faith, also known as the Caroline Almost Cuts Off Her Leg episode. This one's literally scarring. <laughs> how, how long were you holding on to that one? <laughs> for like three minutes. Okay, before I get into... A rage-fueled rant about a certain character. Jenny, why don't you tell us what the episode description reads? Carolyn decides to stay home while Charles takes the girls on a trip, but this rare alone time is aggravated when a minor scratch on her leg flares into a major infection. Carolyn is close to death when Charles finally gets home to her, and in the wake of this terrifying event, the family realizes, more than ever, the invaluable role of this beloved wife and mother in their lives. Oh, God. I oh, got that last sentence. Um, <laughs> like she had to die for them to know that. Okay. So, a couple things. One, just from the episode description, I was able to write my why. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Second, from the episode description, I knew we would see Hero Charles, of Hero Mode Charles. Big, big time. Se- uh, third, these people are fucking camping again. I know. Okay, so I let's know. Just get that out of the way. <laughs> I know. And I also want to say public enemy number one after this episode, Reverend Alden. But let's get into it. <laughs> well, and the opening scene is everything we hate wrapped in one, basically. Yes. Yep. So we open on the family arriving home. They've been shopping, and Caroline has bought herself a lamp chimney, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I have an index card. No, no, no I'm no, all, no. I'm a link. <laughs> She attempts to lift it out of the wagon. I I will say this, Jenny. There is something I hope you did your index card on. And we will see. Right. She attempts to lift it out of the wagon and scratches herself on what looks to be a piece of wire. Charles looks at it and, foreshadowing, tells her she better put something on that. She's freaking out because she ruined her stockings. And I'm like, wait a minute. You have stockings on? Under that long wool skirt. And it's like 400 degrees. Wow. Charles lifts her down off the wagon and says, don't worry about the stockings. I'll buy you a new pair. And then he says, it's his fault anyway, since he forgot to tie up the wire. Yeah. Shoddy workmanship. Uh Uh-huh. And then we have some super zoom on the wire. I liked the sinister, like the couple notes of sinister music when they showed her cut. Yeah, It really (laughs) did look like, you take a needle and you just make a little tiny scratch. I mean it's a what it's like it was like a metal wire or something that kind mm-hmm. Yeah. Caroline heads into the house where weirdo Carrie <laughs> is sitting on the floor with jam <laughs> spilled all over her and Jack is licking it off. And I wrote Caroline is having a day. And it's funny because we were talking a couple hours before I watched this about how we were having a day. And then I'm like, Caroline's having the same kind of day. Like- Here's the day I had. It ended ended with me stopping to buy ice cream and realizing they didn't take a card and having to pay in change from the bottom of my purse. And the person serving me was my student. And this ice cream was your dinner. Mm-hmm. That was my... That was... <laughs> my day yeah and every mom every person really can relate to this but moms especially because you're having a shitty day and you walk in and your kid is doing something messed up and you're just like i want to murder you right here on the floor but carrie blames jack and i i feel like i'm all right he probably did it yeah carrie and jack together like oh god (laughs) next reverend alden pulls up to the house and Caroline assumes he's there for money, which is hilarious. I know, it's so funny. She's like, you need to talk to Charles. <laughs> Reverend Alden says they're trying to raise money for a church somewhere. And he needs Caroline to bake some pies for a bake sale this Sunday. And I wrote, okay, motherfucker. Like, no notice. I mean, I feel like if I was Caroline, I'd be like, Charles, can we just give this guy some money like, to make this yeah. go away? Yeah. This is when, like, your kid is like... I need 24 cupcakes <laughs> by tomorrow morning That three like o'clock at night. Often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caroline and Charles reveal they're going camping. Oh, I can't with these people. <laughs> at Turnbull's Pig Farm. Again yeah, with the gross. camping. That sounds gross. Caroline gives up her trip. Of course. And offers to do the baking. Yep. And when she's talking about baking, like you'll see later. She made like 15 pies. That is not a small thing. You'll see later that she just whips these pies up. Like, it's... (sighs) Amazing. I don't know what's happening. Reverend Alden says, hey, since you're doing this for me, I'm going out by the pig farm or Johnson's Meadow, wherever they're ending up on Sunday anyway. I'll pick you up and bring you to meet your family. And she's, like, super excited. So I'll give you a 30-minute ride and you'll bake 15 pies. Yeah. And Charles goes... Now, I don't get this biblical reference, so you're going to have to do this for me. Solomon himself couldn't have found a better solution. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Is that some deal maker in the Bible? <laughs> Even though I studied the Bible in a class academically, I don't remember that. I went to Catholic school and I don't know who this is. Well, this, I mean, Solomon's definitely Old Testament. So I feel like you probably focused on the New Testament. I, I, I don't, don't remember. remember. Okay, so now we have the premise, the setup. Caroline's going to give up her leisure time to bake pies because Reverend Alden couldn't close the deal and raise enough money for the stupid church he's erecting somewhere else. Now we have our super heavy setup, which is about mm-hmm. to get heavier. Mm-hmm. Later that night, Charles is reading true crime. Did you notice oh that? No. Oh, it's the, he's reading the newspaper. Yeah. He's right? lying in bed and he's reading a true crime story. And I was thinking, this is what happened with Truman Capote when he wrote Cold Blood. He just read a little tiny blink out of the newspaper in, like, Kansas and called his New York Times editors, like, I'm doing this. A whole (laughs) book and movie. Maybe Charles will do something like that. Maybe he didn't. So later, okay, Charles is reading The True Crime and he tells Caroline... You're gonna need to keep the doors locked while I'm gone. Like some dude broke in and murdered an entire family not far from here. First of all, they didn't murder an entire family. They well, robbed them. Know. They just—they you know. were gone out of the house and they—they they cleaned them out. There was no murder, Mom. Oh. <laughs> so, in my version of the story, he murdered the whole family. <laughs> You're spicing it up a little. So, yeah, a heavy, more heavy foreshadowing. Now yeah. she's gonna have the door locked. Yes. And then he says, did you get this, Jenny? I don't know what this country's coming to. Oh, you I'll wait. wait, Charles. Charles. You wait. <laughs> and I wrote, Jenny, what would Charles think about America 2020? Oh my God. He'd, be, he'd be horrified. He would probably <laughs> just kill his whole family just because he was, like, freaked out. And then Caroline, who in this episode I relate to more than anyone else, is super excited to get rid of her entire family. She's like, "No, Charles, go, go, have fun, have fun."
1: I'm she like, never, I'm her.
0: she never has a day to herself. Like, can you imagine? She probably just wants a day off of cooking. Well, oh no, she, she has to gonna, cook She's gonna bake. <laughs> her vacation is baking fifteen pies. Of course it is. But Jenny, I've been there. Like sometimes when you're just in the kitchen by yourself, it's it's better than when you're in the kitchen and there's eighty five people around. That's true. Good point. All right, so. Charles is like, Are you excited to get rid of me? And she's like, No, everyone needs a day to himself to themselves to think. And he says, I'll spend the whole day thinking about you. Oh boy. <sighs> and then I thought they were gonna bang. Did you? God, what show do you think this is? There was some like going in for the kissing there. Okay. Okay. The next day, Charles and the girls are leaving. And Charles says, Did you get this, Jenny? All aboard. And if you can't get aboard, grab a plank. Oh, God, I missed that. I'm like, okay, now we do see where Laura gets her bad dialogue, dialogue in this show, in this episode. Oh, we don't know who wrote it. I don't know. Or directed it. Was... it. Mm, pause. And we're back. Okay, it's not Michael Landon. He's off the hook here. William Claxton. He's done a few of them. Bad dialogue. Is the director. He's the director. Oh, he's the director. Okay. He's the director. I think he's fine. It's the writer here that's the problem. Okay. It's Blanche. Oh, yeah. Hannah Hannahless She's done a lot. Oh, she, she saw... wrote she wrote a movie called Love Affair, the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig story. Okay. Thanks for oh, that. Oh my god. She wrote something called Weddings and Babies I in nineteen fifty eight. Oh, okay. God. What's so she like? wrote the pilot. She wrote A Harvest of Friends. A Harvest of Friends was way better. She wrote Mr. Edwards Homecoming. Oh, my God. Those were good episodes. The what Love of here? Johnny Johnson. What the hell? Like, she just got very heavy handed here with the with the four battling. I wonder if her episodes are more faith heavy. They're all faith heavy, aren't they? Yeah, that's true okay i just feel like it's it's just such heavy foreshadowing but i'm also watching it from a point of knowing what happens correct so correct yeah, okay so mary okay so charles is getting the girls he makes a lame joke mary says she forgot her glasses Jen. oh my god so now we have jack carrie and mary's glasses all in yep. one wagon yep mary <laughs> forgot her fucking glasses And goes back into the house to get them. It's a wagon of things that annoy the hell out of us. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wagon full of annoyance. (laughs) Caroline runs out and gives them bandages and peroxide. In case the girls get hurt. Okay, so let's review what's happening here. (laughs) Caroline has made sure she'll be completely alone. Right. With the door locked. She will have the doors locked. She has no medicine in the house. (laughs) Jack is going with the kids. And I wrote, she's going to (laughs) die. Because whenever Charles goes away, all hell breaks loose. Yep. Yep. Charles is worried about her, but she says it's only one day. I'm like, one day? One day yeah. this is going to come to a head Yeah, because there, this was Thursday. It seemed like this was two days before that Reverend Alden stopped No, they over. So were leaving Friday. Friday morning. Yeah, so now this is Friday. The pies are baked on Saturday. She'll see them Sunday. So it's basically okay. one day. All right. And I wrote, "This is so typical of the life of a mother. You get everyone in the house. You start to relax. You almost die. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like Has slap- that happened to you? Like you cut off the head of a snake, another one grows in its place. Does <laughs> that happen to you? Um, no, but like shit goes down. You know what I mean? Like, let me give you an example. I got rid of Timmy and the girls one time. I remember this very vividly. The cat starts throwing up all over the place. Oh, of course, it's like, of course, yeah, yeah." All right, Charles and the girls leave, and Caroline goes over to the creek and sticks her legs in, cut and all. (sighs) She splashed the creek water on the leg. She splashes the water out. Why, Jenny? Why is any of this happening? It's foreshadowing. They need it as a foreshadow. Your entire family leaves, and the first thing you do is run and put your legs in the creek? No. I think it was hot. So I think she was like, that's how they chill out, I guess. But it's, we've never seen her do anything like this. No, it's well. But we also have never seen her relax. That's true. I'm thinking if she has some hooch in the house, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's where you go. (laughs) All right. Next, we see her back in the house and the baking has begun. And as she's pulling a pie from the oven, she notices that her cut is swelling. Do you know how hard? Have you ever made a pie with a, with a? With a crust from scratch. I have. Like it's tough. Crust. You don't just it whip so it up. Hard. And then to bake it in a fire, basically, like she is talented. Yeah. And she don't forget. She whipped one up for Charles and gave it to him when he was leaving yesterday. An She's apple pie. Pies. She just whips these pies up like they're nothing. And here's the thing. If people are leaving on a trip, a camping trip, do you give them an apple pie or would you make them some kind of loaf? Like an I apple mean, cake. Like pie is fucking messy. They're going to have to cut it. And like you just I, can't eat that easily. I mean, any more easily than you can eat it in a house on the frontier?
1: I, I mean, I guess Nothing you have a table.
0: I, guess you, you know, I yeah. guess you have a table, at least at the house. Yeah. True. Do you think she should have made like turnovers or something? Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> something more like that could travel. Better. Yes. Yep. So. Yep. Okay, as she steps outside to put the pies to cool, she starts sweating. I don't understand why you'd put the pies out in, like, super heat to cool. I mean, I guess it's hotter in the house, though. What option does she have? That's true. Good, it's not like the house is air-conditioned, right? Yeah. She could have maybe put them in the drama barn, which seems to yeah. always be shaded. Yeah, that's true, because yeah. it's under a dark cloud. Maybe she's afraid but, an, an animal would eat it. I feel like wouldn't a crow get uh, or a raven attack those pies? Like I She just, puts a cheesecloth over them, like cloth over them. Is that going to really stop a flying bird? I mean. Well, you know how I feel about birds. If they're going <laughs> to find a way to, to screw up your life, they're going to do it. I feel like something would go after these pies outside. Me too. But I know nothing about this. so. Okay, so guess who pulls up Jenny? Doc Baker. And I was like, yay, Doc Baker. But I was like, I also know how it ends and that it doesn't go this easily. (laughs) Well, I thought maybe he looked at it and it was okay. that, Like, you know, I don't know. I thought maybe he looked at it and then, you know, it's Doc Baker. So then it got worse. His wagon wheel, Doc Baker's wagon wheel is broken and he needs Charles to fix it. Charles obviously isn't there, but Caroline invites him in for some pie. No, stop cutting and eating the pies you're baking. You're getting behind. (laughs) It's like a drug, like remember New Jack City when you're making drugs and you don't do them. (laughs) Didn't she watch New Jack City? She apparently did not. Jesus. She mentions to him about her cut and he says he'll look at it, but he's kind of happy that she put, what did she put on it? Okay, so I can rewind my system because I'm a normal person. And I rewound this and rewatched it because I'm like, what did I just see happen there? She took a piece of bread and like put it in a bandit. What Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Yep. There is somebody in our uh, Mimi B group, I would like to say, Karen, who probably, I feel like, knows all about this. And I hope she drops some info because... I hope she does because I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, like, why is she putting, like, bread in her cut? That feels like the wrong thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not familiar. (laughs) So then it was so funny because I watched this with Timmy and he was saying to me... Something like I was saying to him, is that what you do? You put brand cut. Like I wouldn't think to do that. And he looks at me and he's like, Let's face it, you'd go to the hospital. <laughs> he's right, yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Okay. All right. So all of a sudden, before Doc Baker, oh, Doc Doc Baker says that he's proud of her for doing that, and that's probably what he would have prescribed. Put some bread on your cut. Um, <laughs> but he says he'll look at before he leaves, but before he can, some guy named Fred. Is this the is this the guy that Edwards was talking to? I don't know, but I have a lot of fucking anger towards this asshole. Yeah, this and guy's let's, an let, This is not the neighbor, correct? I thought this was the guy that Edwards was talking to in the John Junior episode that right with his the son. In. Yes, yeah. Um, but this is not the same neighbor with the cow later, correct? Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's a dick. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's the same neighbor. All right. Because that Toby kid then is out of bed and he should be resting. Okay. So I have a lot of issues with the direction here and the writing. So let's just get <laughs> into it. So Fred pulls up on a horse and he's like, Doc, I've been looking for you all day. Toby, my boy Toby fell out of the loft and needs a doc real bad. Doc Baker says he'll run, he'll be back and Caroline save me some pie and he runs off. Now we have a whole fucking scene. With this idiot Toby, yep. why? Like that was just a device to get Doc Baker away from Caroline. No, 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 no. Why do we need the scene? Because that keeps him there. Because there's the rainstorm. Like there's, we have to keep him somewhere. Because why? Okay, didn't you go know back how you could have solved Carol? that. Ready? I'm a writer. You know how you could have solved that. Oh, Caroline, I'll have to take a rain check on that pie. Let me know if that cut aggravates you anymore. Sounds like you have a good handle on things. Bye. Yeah, you could have done like, that. Like, in own. other but words, instead, don't make the promise to go back. Instead, introduce a rainstorm. And a random <laughs> character. And there's been, like, I feel like the rainstorms have been going on for, like, three days. And I forgot. Like, I had, I lived on a dirt road for a while, for, like, six months. I do months. now. And, but I, I lived on, like, you had to take, like, three dirt roads. And when it rains a lot, like, even with modern cars, it, it gets a, a little dicey. I can't imagine, mm-hmm. like, on a wagon wheel. Yeah. Doc Baker's wagon wheel's broken. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get into this. At Toby's house, we see Toby <laughs> being treated and I wrote, why?
1: He yeah, we didn't the, need to see
0: all that. He has a slight concussion and sprained elbow. And I wrote, why do we care about these people? Oh, because Doc Baker gets stuck here and can't get back to Caroline. A hundred things <laughs> had to go wrong for Caroline to to have this issue. And it all started because Reverend Alden couldn't raise money for his stupid church. Nope. It all started because of Pa's shitty workmanship. No, no, yep. no, yes. no. Yep. He would had the cut. No, because cut. that was an accident. Mm-hmm. And if Pa was there, he would have taken care of everything. But pa- If Caroline was with Pa on the camping trip, she would be well cared for. God knows. She might have died in the woods alone. Who knows? Oh, that's true. Okay. Back at the Ingalls... Caroline is sweating up a storm. There's just a lot of Caroline sweating and what I'm calling Wonka vision. Is- so Caroline is having delusions and I just want a PSA. If you are feeling delusional and sweaty, get help because it's never a good sign. That is not a good sign. Your body should not be doing that. If you have Wonka Vision, you know what I'm talking about. Is this from Willy Wonka? Yes. When well, okay, so there's actual Wonka Vision where he transports the mic TV to the little TV. But then there's when they go in the tunnel and everything gets real psychedelic. Do you know I never saw Willy Wonka? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, that we have to do that for Blockbuster. Oh saw my it. god. Jenny, I I feel like you will relate to Willy Wonka. Really? To the person, Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is an insult. Oh, it is. (laughs) He's a dick to children. To children. Oh. Hmm. And he finds creative ways to troll them. You will love that movie. Maybe I do want to watch it. We're doing it. Because that came out in the early 80s, and it's super... Right, the original one. The original. Yes, yeah. Yeah. not that piece of shit that Johnny Depp did. No, oh, was that bad? No. All right, where are we? So there's Wonka Vision happening. No wonder why. Like I saved all of my uh, creative juices for that joke, and you had no response. No wonder no, why. No, seen it. <laughs> that's all right, it. Um, that's your big—that's your big creativity drop this episode. Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, it is. Yeah. So Caroline looks out the window and sees that the cow got out of the drama barn. Oh, of course uh-huh. of course uh-huh. and i love how she's like oh cow doesn't the cow have a name like just like but this is my point in motherhood like even okay. when she's trying to deal with possibly dying somebody <laughs> needs something from her right like everyone's gone and now the cow needs something yep because yep. of course i so, would have just let that fucker go i would like, too I would. Have I mean, you. I know it's the ice cream and everything. Oh, it's butter too. And milk. Right. Maybe I want to let that cow go. Would if Paul they were... have been pissed off? Of course not. He's never mad at Carolyn. Right. Okay. Like if this was Timmy and me, I would go get that cow because I would be <laughs> Timmy would really the end Timmy. All right. So she gets all. She goes out to wrestle the cow and she gets all dizzy and she collapses, and then and... she like face down in the mud. Well, and I said, you know, who hasn't woken up in a pile of mud in front of their house during a thunderstorm? <laughs> Sounds like Thursday. <laughs> she comes to a little while later and makes a super dramatic attempt to walk back into the house. You know, what's funny is while this scene was going on, I should have recorded it. I didn't even think of it. It was thundering and lightning like crazy in New York City. Oh, so like I had the thunder going up. There you go. <laughs> it was so, yep. so weird. And the thing I noticed when she was walking back to the house is the pies are still outside. Oh, yeah. And it's windy and gushing yeah. rain. Pies were yeah, pies blown around. Yeah. That cheesecloth would have blown off the pies. Those like, pies sat outside for two days. Gross. Like there would have been flies all over them. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, how come bugs don't get them? Right. Come on. All right. So she gives up on the cow. Fuck the cow. And then she <laughs> goes inside and she rips her pants off. And we see that the cut has grown. And I wrote, she has nice legs. How old is she again? She's young in this. Like, she's in her probably early 30s or something. Damn. That's yeah. what 30-year-old legs look like? I forgot. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay. She looks <laughs> like she has, like, child legs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's raining on the camping trip, too. And there's this... Oh, oh. So there's this little scene with Paul being an awesome father, as usual. Joking around with the kids. They're hiding under the wagon because it's raining. They're talking about of what a course good- We can relate to this. It's raining on their camping trip. Of course. They're talking about what a great time mom's probably having at home, being all warm. And meanwhile, <laughs> Carolyn's like passed out death. sweating. Near and death. again, pause drinking coffee at night. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. Cold coffee. I mean, I like cold coffee. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. There's this terrible transition shot. Okay, so we're at the campsite. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And they zoom in on the canvas of the tent with wet, like wetness all over it. Like, it's all wet and drippy. And then we we fade into Caroline's forehead with the same kind of drippage on it. It Oh, oh God. What's this director's (laughs) name? Punch him in the face if he's not dead already. (laughs) Caroline is writhing around in bed and wakes up screaming Charles' name. And I wrote... Who hasn't woke up screaming Charles' name? <laughs> her hair is down, Jenny. Crisis hair. She has crisis hair. Her hair yes. is down. I yep. made a note of that. Does mm-hmm. she have crisis hair? And she's super delusional, so she's going to fire up the stove. Because what, yep. what What else would you do? And what does she use her? to light the stove? Is that a newspaper? That's Charles' true crime rack. <laughs> <laughs> so she lights. she's reading it as she's lighting it. And oh, then she, thinks right, she hears right. like noises in the door and. And she saw like some family murdered. I think that might've been the murder then. I don't know. I but don't did know. you notice the thunder and like the lightning and they kept showing the house and there was literally holes in the ceiling, like all over the place. Timmy says at this point, quote, I told you the roof on that place was a piece of shit. You could see the <laughs> lightning right through it. Totally, yeah, you could. There you go. Like it would be leaking like a, like a, like it'd be yes. raining there yep. if, if that was real. Yeah. Okay. More delusions. And then we see Caroline resting by the fire with a clean dressing on the wound. And we're like, okay, she's turning a corner here. <laughs> but then she starts reading the Bible. And I feel like there's probably a place in the Bible that tells you to cut your leg off. Like, that's probably. There the old is. Rest, spoiler the old testament somewhere. <laughs> there is. Okay. The next day we see the cow has wandered onto the neighbor's property. I didn't realize it's, it's the same dickhead from before. I don't recognize cows. No, no, no. The neighbor. Oh, the cow. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about mom's obsession with cows? No. She's obsessed with them laying down. Like, she's always like, how do they get back up on those skinny legs? She wants to see a cow lay down and get back up just fold their legs and sit down i know i'm like mom it's kind of like how i get up on my legs (laughs) like i (laughs) i have this whole body up on my little legs i mean horses same thing they're just very muscular she's obsessed with it jenny every time we drive past because we have quite a few meadows up here every time we drive by one she says something about it The cow has wandered onto the neighbor's property, and the neighbor, who's a total dickhead and an idiot, apparently. Yeah, he's like, he thinks it's his cow. He's all pissed off that the cow ate the flowers or stuff. He's in the garden stomping around. And here's the directing on this ready? Okay, somebody shove a a little patch of flowers in this cow's mouth and shove them out there. (laughs) That was how it went. The kid wants to return the cow to the Ingalls, but the dad, who looks 85, says, nope, let's milk her and let Ingalls come and get her. Serves her right. And I wrote, great Christian lesson we're teaching our kid here. Yeah, he's stealing Pa's milk. And the kid is like, but they're probably looking for the cow. They're probably like, Yeah, and he's like, fuck them. Yeah. Wow. So that was another missed intervention. And, you know, if this is the same guy as Fred, the dad. He was super. He was super aggressive when he rode up to Doc Baker and's like, "I've been looking for you all day." Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. He's an asshole. He's the oh. town asshole since that other dude left. The dude that ran the mill. What, what are you talking about? Remember, like in Harvest of Friends, the guy they ran out of town. Oh he yeah, dead. I thought you meant the dude who wanted mules for his farm and abused his wife. Remember when oh, the kids were being put up hard. for adoption? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So there's a few assholes there's in few. the Walnut Grove area. This this is further proof. For my theory, the paw is the greatest man in town. Okay. okay. Back to Caroline, who's dying in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have an index card. Oh, God, I'm what? What do you mean I'm what? What do you think? Uh, What's wrong with Caroline's leg? Jesus Christ. What's wrong oh, okay. with her leg, Game? Eh? She has an infection. What kind of infection? She has an infection. Okay, there we go. Okay. So what's wrong with Carolyn's leg? So I had a couple theories that I looked up and I had like, this was complicated. She's because tetanus. No, mm, that's what I thought. I don't think it's tetanus. So we, so I had to go down a road because you can't like, they had different problems then. Right. And not necessarily different, but like things now that are not a big deal might've been a big deal. Cause this is before penicillin. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Penicillin was invented in um, 1928. Okay. So I thought, Possibly tetanus because she got caught on a wire. Right, and tetanus is sure. infamous for rust for rust problems. But according to, um, I think it was the CDC website I was on. Tetanus, the wound doesn't look infected, so already, oh, okay. already suspicious. It takes a few days to a week to incubate, and you get lockjaw, which is horrifying. <sighs> you get sudden involuntary muscle tightening. Often in the stomach, and then it makes you like kind of arc your back and clench your fists. All right, move there, on. So it's not that there reason. is a painting of somebody dying from tetanus that I'm gonna post because it is horrifying. So I feel like it's not tetanus. Are you one of those people who's like, Yeah, at a restaurant, and you're like, This is really disgusting. Here, taste it. Yeah. Okay. And tetanus is less of an infection, it's more like almost being poisoned. Like it's like a toxin. So and, you know, obviously they didn't have the vaccination then. That is the first thing you should do when moving to New York City is get a tetanus shot. Because there's just wire and stuff all over the place to get cut on. So I don't think she has tetanus. What I, after digging through a few things, I think she probably has some kind of staph infection. Mm. The only thing is, because st- it sounds just like it. There's oozing blisters. It's swollen. It's red. It's red. She also ha- would have nausea, diarrhea, which I think she has, and there's proof of that later, but we'll get to that. You guys should see my face. <laughs> it can turn deadly if it, like, it, it festers in the wound, and then it can turn deadly if it gets in the bloodstream, which seems like the path. Is this almost over? That nope. So, wanna, and then, like, the way you have to, like, burst the infection with staph infection, too, like like that, that's what saved her. Cause otherwise it would have burrowed deeper and into her bloodstream. So it sounds more like that. Okay. Um, doc, doc, the other weird thing with that is like, you usually get staph infection. Like you could get it through cut and stuff, but usually it comes from another person. Like you catch it from another person or you could have staph bacteria. That's not doing anything, but if you get a cut, it enters. So I don't know how don't she got it. don't get it from creek water? <laughs> Maybe, right? Like staph bacteria is all over the place. It's like that type of thing. But one of the weird things that I came across when I was on the History of Wound Care on Wikipedia was that in 1886, which would have been after this or slightly after, like right around here, that's when they introduced heat sterilization of surgical instruments. So the Carolyn knowing oh. to heat that knife is not correct. She wouldn't have. That wouldn't have been a thing. They wouldn't because that was part of the problem. Like during the Civil War, like everyone's wounds became infected basically because of the bad surgical care. And if you really want to dive deep on this, I recommend the Archives of of Medicine, the long and dramatic history of surgical infections. Researching wound care is probably (laughs) nowhere near my interests ever. Well, did you know we used to use mercury compounds on them? You remember this stuff? Oh, the like before film? penicillin, they used mercury, which made things worse. And one of the one of the before penicillin horrible things was syphilis too, which was super horrible and completely untreatable until penicillin. And they would just slather mercury all over everyone, and then people became insane because mercury poisoned them. Wow. Yeah, shit was tough. Life was hard, man. Mercurochrome Graham had, remember? Yes. She would put yep. that. It was red. She would put She'd that all over us. In the 70s. And She'd I'm sure that. a lot of you listening grew up with that in the 70s and 80s. It was po- like, you know, a lot of that would have been poisonous. Thank God it only happened once in a while. But yeah. I mean, we painted our walls with lead. So, True. good point. Okay. So, Caroline, you know, they show the cut. They keep showing the cut, which we don't need to see it. Yeah, it's gross. We don't need to see it. It's getting worse and worse, and it's pussy and it's brown, and the room is spinning, and she tries to get to the door and she falls on the floor. It's bad. Things are bad at what I'm calling crisis house. Yeah. I mean, this was, you know, right after the Civil War, and three quarters of the 60,000 wounds were amputated, like limbs were amputated in the Civil War because of infection. <sighs> so this is a real threat. Would you stop coming at me with medical things? It's right. gross. The girls now are at a pig farm and Carrie wants to take a pig home because mom needs another thing to take care of. And a pig especially sounds like an easy thing to do. So Charles is like buying meat off of this Turnbull Turnbull dude. And he makes a joke about pigs smoking themselves, which was pretty funny. (laughs) And then Laura and Mary tell Charles that Carrie wants to take a pig home. And he says, no, it needs to stay with his mother. And Carrie's like, Mary said we could feed it with a bottle. Mary's like, "Sorry, Pa." And and Carrie's basically like, "What what's going to happen to this?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Baking, Carrie, baking." Yep. Do Carrie says, bacon? "Where will he grow? Where will he go when he grows up?" And Pa and the dude just look at each other and laugh. <laughs> and the dude makes something up. Okay, so Pa tells the girls to get in the wagon that he wants to get to Johnson's meadow before Mada. So it's Sunday. Right? Yeah, and Carrie, did you notice Carrie has so many speaking parts in this episode? I I, I know. I, her speech is getting better. It is. It is. But she still is so extraneous. What were we doing the other day that I forgot she even existed? I was just I talking about Laura Mary as the Ingalls children. Oh, you were talking about Laura as the younger sister. And I'm yeah, like, yes, I'm like, Laura's not a younger sister. She's a middle <laughs> child. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. Whatever. Okay. So at the Ingalls, at, at Crisis House, Reverend <laughs> Alden shows up with Mrs. Foster. They go to the door and the pies are outside and they start smelling them and touching them. And I'm thinking, who is eating this? No wonder why everyone has an a infected wound in this wow. town. Yeah. So they're knocking on the door and nothing. And they just assume Caroline has left. And she takes and they take the pies and they leave. Caroline, meanwhile, is gonna is passed out on the floor, and she tries to get up just as they're leaving, but they don't see her, so she tries to get their attention by breaking the window with a rolling pin. Breaking her glass window. And yeah. they're already so far away, though, that wasn't, and like, you're not going to hear that over a horse-drawn carriage. So I have a note here, Jenny. I wrote, this is, there is going to be a dramatic reunion scene when charles realizes something's wrong with caroline yeah, and boy yeah. it did deliver yeah okay so next oh so she heats a rag up like super heats it up takes it out of boiling water and slaps it on her leg okay that probably burst the infection maybe yeah yeah no that I, that's what i was on the wound care site okay. i know how to dress a wound in 1880 next pause in the river in his swimsuit, Jenny. I Okay, so I have a note about this. So Mary and Laura are wearing those little white underdresses. Yep. So maybe those are swimsuits. Maybe. So maybe we were a little hard on Jonathan. Pa's in like a jumper, and I'm here for it. She's in <laughs> long underwear. It's like clinging to him. Oh I'm there for it. Okay. So he's in the river, and he's like just, you know, having fun and laughing. And I love it so much because you know how I love to fuck with kids. He tells Mary, Mary's like afraid to go on the swing. They're like swinging in over the water and he's catching them. Mary's nervous and he's like, I'll catch you. And then he totally doesn't. It's <laughs> hilarious. I love it so much. Okay. He says, come on, everybody, let's get dressed. The Rev will be here soon. Back at Crisis house, Caroline is reading the Bible. And she comes but, across the passage. God, But she's totally lucid now. So like I would have made a crutch and got to a neighbor's house. Like, that would have been my move here. You would have she made seen a crutch. You use anything. You take a piece of wood. Like, okay, you find yeah, what yeah, you use yeah. for a crutch. Yeah. Maybe it's a broom. You I don't know. Just, you you could just rip a piece of wood off that house. <laughs> yeah, like, it. there's wood everywhere. Just yeah. make some kind of crutch and get to the neighbors. Although, if the closest neighbor are those assholes. But doesn't Mr. Edwards live somewhat close to them? I don't know. I don't feel like a neighbor is close at all. I mean, it's probably a mile. Do they have a firework or a flare she could set off? They don't have flares yet, I don't think. A firework? (laughs) Yeah, they have fireworks. Oh, oh, I would do what Laura did. I would take a page out of my 12-year-old fire and start a huge fire. Start a huge fire, yeah. Yeah. But everything's soaking wet, don't forget. I could still get it to burn. Okay, we're going to test that out next time (laughs) I'm doing it. Alright, we're just gonna have like a visit where you come in and we just do feats from the little house to see if we can recreate some of this shit. Okay, so she's reading the passage, If thy hand offend, cut it off. I mean, this feels like a passage from Evil Dead 2, not the Bible. If thy leg offends, cut it off. What the wow. hell is happening in that you. Bible? Testament shit, man. It's Jesus crazy. Christ. Okay, um... So I wrote, she's going to cut her leg off. Holy shit. How dark do things have to be before I cut off a limb in my own house? It would yeah. have to be pretty dark. Yeah. I mean, 2020, we still four months left of 2020. That's That's so right. who knows? We just had the square dancing hurricanes. So. <laughs> That's true. Back at Johnson's Meadow, pause being adorable and playing with the girls. Oh my God. Reverend Alden approaches and they all run to the coach. And then Charles is like, where's Caroline? This was so hot. I can't even oh, tell. God. This was so hot. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out something's wrong here. Charles is like, uh, I'm going to find out what's wrong. And he drives to the neighbor's house. Now, now wait. Back at Crisis House. Caroline- he drove to the neighbor's house. He drove past the neighbor's right, house. Right, neighbor But I'm not going to get there yet. Hold on. I don't think. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. I was so caught up in this. That I didn't take it <laughs> Nice. Nice. <laughs> he's driving okay. past the neighbor's house. So he's he driving at a reasonable speed <laughs> past the neighbor's house. And the neighbor sees him and is like, Yo, Ingles, I get your cow here. Everyone has a friggin' asshole neighbor. It's like a disease. And Charles is like, What do you mean? Caroline didn't come and get him? No, Caroline didn't come again. Well, then. Oh, shit. Hero mode. Hero, Hero mode. Charles starts driving. <laughs> like miles a maniac an hour. like a maniac and i couldn't i i had two thoughts at this moment number 1 this is hot okay but number 2 is this his stunt double aka johnny castle yeah probably cuz i because, doubt cuz i doubt michael landon's doing that michael landon does not that want to get hurt. yeah just, like you see him making those corners and shit that is dangerous guys he's driving 90 yeah. miles an hour Nothing's like, that thing's going to blow apart it's crazy he gets to the house, doesn't even stop, just jumps off the way. Don't forget what you forgot to include is that he's on Doc Baker's rig, Reverend Alden's. I mean Reverend Alden's yeah, rig. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like he's just taking it for a spin. Yep. Meanwhile, bef- while he's driving like a maniac, let me back up. Back at Crisis House, Caroline's tourniqueting tourniqueting tourniquet her tourniquet. leg. Yeah, which and is I, not a good sign. And she's heating a knife. It's like, is she gonna which she wouldn't have known how to do or she wouldn't have known to do because she, she takes out this huge knife knife, and I'm dying. I'm watching it like through my hands. But you realize that that knife would not get through her leg, right? You can't cut a yes. leg off. I don't knife. know what she was gonna do. She's cutting the infection out. Like she's, 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 all she's doing is opening the infection. Like she's just cutting the surface of her skin. They make this all super dramatic, but that's all she ends up doing. Like she's well, not cut. like, but I think they want you to think she was going to. They want life. you to think that. Cause they're, she's reading that Bible passage. And then she takes out a knife. That's not a little steak knife. No, but it's not. That is, do you know what it takes? To no, cut that knife bone? is not going to get through bone. I agree. Okay. hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Especially okay. she
0: would have passed out halfway through that. So. Charles finds her on the floor
1: and like, Caroline
0: Caroline okay well the funny part is is like I already knew what was happening you know like we know how this ends but I realized at the time they just show her laying on the ground you can't see her legs Yeah, you don't know, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> time jump and Caroline's in bed and Doc Baker's tending to her and the family sits outside crying and I wrote, This is the kind of vigil I want at my bedside whenever I'm sick. I mean I want this is Timmy this is, and the girls outside praying, crying. Okay. Yep. I want tears. I want pleas for my life as I sit nearby in the bed. Do you want the Reverend Alden in your house holding your youngest? Mm, no. Okay. Reverend Alden is there with Carrie rocking her. And I'm like, You motherfucker, this is all your fucking fault. <laughs> it's It's not. We already established it's Pa's fault. No, it's not. Mary comforts Laura, and I wrote, I think this is all your fault, Mary. I just don't know how. It's not Mary's fault. No. I bet you Mary left that wire. It's either Pa's fault or Toby's fault. Because Doc Baker is going to look at it if that idiot Toby didn't jump out of a loft. No, it's Reverend Alden's fault. Okay, Is it it the selfish people of Walnut Grove's fault for not giving Reverend Alden enough money? It might be. It might be. Let this be a lesson. Oh, my God. Maybe that's the moral of the story they were trying (laughs) to give us. Give money to your church. Give money to your church. I wouldn't put it past them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then Charles is literally praying at Caroline's bedside. The next morning, we see a sunrise, and then Caroline grabs Charles' hand Doc Baker comes in. I love how, I love Doc Baker. Okay. He comes in. He's like, her fever broke. She's going to be fine. Doc Baker says, Caroline is a courageous woman opening the wound when she did, or she would have died. And Charles is like so relieved and he's crying. And I just love him so much. Okay, I feel like Caroline's a better doctor than Doc Baker. Uh, Most of the town is. (laughs) Doc Baker walks outside and sees Reverend Alden. He tells Reverend Alden, a doctor wouldn't have even know, had the ability to make the decision. Caroline did how she picked that exact right moment to open her wound. Only God knows. And Rev is like, yep, only God knows. And I wrote, fuck off Reverend Alden. You <laughs> this worked this woman to the bone. <laughs> you took your 15 pies and took off. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Thoughts, Jenny. Caroline lives. Caroline lives. I have to say, I had a couple different whys for this. One of them that I did not choose, though, is she she's much stronger of a woman than I remembered. I remember. No, I, I remembered that. I didn't remember Charles that. A badass. <laughs> yeah, because they make Charles seem like, you know, although although a badass through this, of course, when she's alone, something happens to her. Yeah, but as we discussed, like gone. as we discussed, when Charles was gone and Mary lit the barn on fire and Caroline had to rescue all those animals, I couldn't have done half of this shit. Oh, hell no, God no. I would have been Timmy, and I have this little running joke where how long into this would I have been dead? And it um, would only take like five minutes from here. the cut. I think when you got <laughs> from the cut, God, fuck you. <laughs> you okay. would have died making the pies. <laughs> I'd still be making the pies. Like, it takes me like an hour and a half to make one pie. So, like, I would definitely still be making the pies. Okay. Uh, So, at the end of every episode, Jenny and I will look back and talk about a trait or some kind of theme that we took from this episode or Little House in general around this time and took it with us into adulthood. And we call it our why. And today... I'm going first with my wife. Because Amy somehow thinks she's being unfairly treated, even, though this, was, oh, <clears throat> even though this was her whole format. Scorekeeper. Wanna... <clears throat> okay. This is why I won't help Timmy with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I'm always afraid of weird accidents leading to my death. I'm afraid <laughs> I'll choke on something, fall downstairs. Like I literally in my head will be like, I'm going to leave the stove on and burn the house down and die in the fire. Like, I'm going to choke on a sunflower seed and die. I'm going to slip on a step and bang my head and die. This is one of my secret fears, kind of like being wrongfully imprisoned. So, for example, if the episode description read, After the Olson's mercantile is robbed, Harriet spots Caroline with a new bonnet and fingers her for the crime. Caroline, unable to afford legal defense, is sentenced to 10 years in a local jail. I would know immediately what my why is. <laughs> but this is what, like, I have this fear that I'm going to die because of something stupid that I do. And I mean, fair. <laughs> and this is why, like, I just can't help Timmy with a lot of the physical things that he does, because I will hurt myself. And then I will be like sweating, reading a Bible. So and cutting I feel the like off. the fear of hurting yourself, I think, is normal. Like that part, like yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to injure myself if I do that. Mm-hmm. Like there's many times where I'm doing something I'm like this is going to end in an injury. But the 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 disaster spiral of then you die from it, I feel like that's something a little extra. And I wrote this in here for you, Jenny. How would you react? Would you be able to come up with your why just from the episode description, if it read? <clears throat> After ignoring a weird tingle in her left arm, Harriet suffers oh, a massive God. stroke and dies waiting for someone to come home and find her on her parlor floor. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, should I just go ahead with my why then? Yes. So this is why, and I really believe that it came from this episode, a mm-hmm. lot of this. Mm-hmm. At any sign of an infection or other unrecognized health issue, no matter how minor, I'm calling my doctor, I'm going to the, I'm getting <laughs> a rays I'm getting tests. Like I'm not a hypochondriac, but I don't ignore anything. All right, maybe borderline. You're borderline. I don't ignore anything. anything. I'm like, that's a thing. What is that? And I ignore everything, which is why I'm going to die from a small insignificant. (laughs) Yeah, I had had tingling in my hands, and I was flipping out. And I thought stroke. I thought (laughs) you know some kind of neurological disorder. I was going crazy. I just went to the chiropractor, and it was Mm -hmm. fine. And what do I I always tell you? Cause she'll call me and be like, I have blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, give it a couple weeks. See how it <laughs> works weeks. It's just your spine. It's cool. Everything's all right. But, but I, I had a compressed spot. My spine was a little compressed and just a couple of chiropractic episodes fixed it. But I mean, I fit to be fair when you're feeling numbness in your hands, I feel like that's a, one of those red flag things. Well, I was feeling numbness in my right hand for a long time to the point where I went to an orthopedic specialist And they told me they were going to have to do surgery on the nerve and blah, blah, blah. I went to my chiropractor, fixed in two visits. Done. I always go to the chiropractor for shit like that first because I have all that, like, you know, I get a twist. I guess it's from walking weird. I don't know. Oh, Are we going to talk about your posture? My posture is okay. It's just, (laughs) I I must just turn slightly. My mother's always on Jenny about her posture. posture. I don't know why. Yeah, because she just needs something. And then when we were in Rockaway this weekend, your friend was like, You guys have great posture. I'm like, Tell my mother that. (laughs) All right. So that's the end of our episode. Um, Jenny, why don't you tell us what we're doing next? Let me guess you don't know. No, I do know. And I'm just going to, I'm just adding things at random because. I feel like we came up with a list, but season two, we I think we need to do more in. We're just almost doing every episode because it's so, so good. good. So I added this to our list, so it's not on our original is it list. The, la- the runaway caboose, the runaway, is train the runaway caboose. Yes, I think we definitely need to do that. Yes. Another that, fear of mine. That is being on a runaway train. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> little house like. Maybe constructed all these fears in your mind. Because I don't trust that these trains can hold together. I don't trust that this conductor knows what he's doing. So you basically don't trust engineering and science and physics. Maybe I should be in Reverend Alden's congregation. You know what might help is learning these things and understanding why they work and how they work. Jenny, what gets, I trust machines more than humans. It's the human element of things. Mm. It's the engineers themselves putting these things together. I'm like, are you drunk? Are you stoned? Are you having a bad day that day? Are you dumb? You know, what is happening? Well, humans built the machines, so. I know. I know. I I don't know. Trust in the machines. I'm starting to get behind that a little bit and understanding how that, that's getting a little scary in and of itself, but. That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) All right. So Runaway Caboose, which is season two, episode 15. I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's the one right after this, which was called right. the matter faith. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Hi everyone. Amy here. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it to best support us. Please consider subscribing, sharing and leaving a review on Apple iTunes or anywhere you listen. You can connect with Jenny and me through our Facebook group, the Mimi bees. You can find information on the Mimi bees and all other projects by liking us on Facebook or Instagram at Gen X This Is why, letter X spell out the Y. Thanks again. See you soon.